Well, welcome to The Journey. Uh, my name is Kevin Polke, and I am the host of The Journey. And today we have a special guest. Um, actually, this is a, a return guest uh, pre-pandemic. Uh, Tommy Meeks uh, joined us when we were uh, in the studio, and now uh, he's joining us again. And uh, But today um, uh, we're going to have Tommy come on and talk specifically about uh, the celebration of Juneteenth. So, uh, Tommy, welcome. As always, it's great to see you. I know we were just recently at an, uh, an event for the Park District with uh, the breaking of the ground for or, or a fundraiser for Lockwood, and then we broke ground about about two weeks later. So, uh, so it's great to see you then, and and thank you for coming on to the show. Thanks for the invitation, Kevin. I appreciate joining you. So, so I know uh, coming up, and actually, it'll be in a, in a few days by the time this is airing, um, is the celebration of Juneteenth, and and obviously in the last couple of years, there's become more and more recognition of of Juneteenth uh, from a from a standpoint of being recognized as a as a as a federal holiday, and and some organizations, some states are, are recognizing and and honoring it for. Um, for what for what it is and what it historically has been, but let's let's go ahead and if you could if you could maybe share from your perspective uh, what is Juneteenth number one and how long have you been involved with Juneteenth in the Rockford area? Yeah, I'll start with what is Juneteenth. Juneteenth, well, most people know we had slavery in our country, and all Juneteenth is, I put it like this: if you have a civil war. The war ended April the 10th. So people that lived on the East Coast and in the South, like Florida area, they learned about the freedom of the slaves earlier than the slaves that were further West. And those slaves further West turned out to be Galveston, Texas. And by the time they got to Galveston to tell them the news that they were by law free, you know, with the win of, winning of the war, it was June 19th. Mm. General Gordon Granger rode into Galveston, Texas, let those former slaves know that they were free. And they started celebrating in Galveston, Texas on June 19th. Well, it caught on in Texas. And it was a Texas state holiday for years. And then it kept getting pushed around the country. And other people start catching on to it. People like me caught on to it years later. And um, I started promoting it 33 years ago when I found out my aunt and my uncle told me that my grandfather never let any of his 14 children work on June 19th because that was Juneteenth. Mm. And uh, I didn't, I had never heard of it. So mm. I started looking into it. I found out it's a, it wasn't a holiday, but it was observed by the people in Galveston and in Texas and around the country. So I started observing it here in Rockford 33 years ago. Well, next week it'll be 33 years ago, June 19th. Yes. Sure, sure. Okay. So, so from what you understand, when when it when the news got to Galveston that the Civil War had ended and and by the winning of the Union, it it, it allowed the liberation of, of, of those former slaves. Right. What was it? Um, was that indicated that, that like, that was like maybe the last 
farthest west holdout or how how would you how would you describe no, that that's way that's the way it appears yeah i can't say that that is it for sure but what i can say is the, the people in galveston and in texas really made this day special uh I, i'm sure there were there were some people that celebrated the ending of slavery in the month of may but they were further east mm-hmm. that didn't catch on like juneteenth caught on so I think the way Juneteenth caught on, it was more acceptable uh, by the way things went down. And uh, we as a country, we celebrate June 19th. And I always observe the day itself because I look at June 19th as the way I look at the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. The 4th of July gave us the ability to be severed from England. Um, and we celebrate that. And I think June 19th gives the rest of America that didn't have that opportunity, you know, to be citizens, to be a part of this great country. Mm-hmm. June 19th, 1865 gave us the rights. I mean, it had to be eradicated later on, but that's generally what we're trying to talk about. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And and I imagine and 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 then I, you know, obviously I, I have an interest in history and 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 certain aspects of history that I've I've probably dove into deeper in in some areas than other areas. But I imagine that there must have been the organization of the individuals from Galveston, um, and then that spread throughout Texas. But I imagine that the 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 perseverance of that, because I, I, I imagine that there was also a strong opposition to, to, <laughs> you know, to, to wanting this to be acknowledged, let alone celebrated. But, you know, that's, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up uh, because a lot of people don't realize this. And I, when I started promoting it years ago, what I thought, i tell you the truth, Kevin, what I thought was my ancestors came over here in a slave ship. They worked, they toiled, they suffered for 400 years in this country. But what I recently found out, you know, the Internet is technology itself is so important today. You can learn so much. What I found out is that Frederick Douglass was pressuring Abraham Lincoln to let former slaves, free slaves, I mean, free people in People called the Maroons, who were fighters in Africa. They end up here in this country. He said, let these black men join the war. Otherwise, we will lose this war. Mm-hmm. Now, if we lose the Civil War, number one, slaves aren't free. Number two, we don't have the United States no more because we got the North and the South. So Abraham Lincoln, we were losing the war. So he agreed with Frederick, Frederick Douglass. And he let 200,000 African-American Buffalo soldiers join the military. And that turned the tide of the war. Those black soldiers were the ones that rode into Galveston, Texas, with General Gordon Granger, who was white, bringing General Order Number 3, they call it. And uh, that's some history that a lot of people don't know. I didn't know when I first started promoting Juneteenth that I knew some of our men had fought in the war, but I didn't know the extent of how important it was that those 200,000 men that joined late 
helped save the country. That's the way I look at it. Because sure. you lose the war, we don't have a country. Right, right. Oh, yeah, it would, it would have changed everything, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, and who who knows what kind of ripple effect and for how long that that delay would have would have continued continued to happen. And I, you know, and well, I you, think you go, go well, ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I said, think of this. Right after slavery, they gave us 10 years of Reconstruction. And in those 10 years of Reconstruction, you're familiar with the Reconstruction mm-hmm. period. Yeah. I mean, that's when we had our rights to be politicians. We, you know, we had rights. And we did so well in those 10 years that it upset a lot of people, even people from the North. Mm-hmm. So the North and the South, the whites, got together and figured out something to win a presidential election. I think it was, uh can't think of the president right now. I talk about him all the time. He'd come to me. But it was, I think it was 1875-76. They got together and worked out a deal that the South could still have everything back, have everything the way they had before, make their own laws. Thus, we have what Jim Crow was for almost another 95 years until you get somebody like Dr. King, Megar Evers, Malcolm X, people like that saying, look, this has got to stop. Mm-hmm. And just think if we lose that war, what what type of condition will we have? Because we won the war. And look what happened to our people for another 95 years. Yeah. So if we had lost that, I, I don't know what what this country would have looked like. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a phenomenal point. And I don't know. I mean, many, many people may have uh, heard the phrase or the terminology, the Jim Crow laws, but I don't know if they necessarily knew where where that was and what how much that set set people back, set set the African Americans back because of that. And so, you know, again, I don't know if this is 100% true. And I'm looking, you know, stepping back and looking at it from a global standpoint. But, you know, the thinking of the mind, the mindset of the time, that slaves, no different than pre 1800s, slaves were considered how industry was how industry was, you know, it was on the they, literally on the backs of people. So it was yeah. it was an industry standard. And then yeah. and then as the North was changing toward other technology machines, mm-hmm. you know, that that was one element. But that didn't necessarily make the other aspect of someone looking different than me should not be treated the same as me. That right. I mean they they're definitely tied together, obviously, but mm-hmm. but just to, even if we 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 aren't going to use in the same form manual labor in the same way, even though obviously there was other ways they figured out how to do that with sharecropping, all these other aspects of right, things. Right. Um, but but that in itself was a major shift in thinking, probably not just for the slave or the former slave owners, but then also for the individuals for generations who had been in that position. You're absolutely right. But also think of this. There was a lot of white people, poor white people back in those times that couldn't find work. Why? Because during slavery, why would they pay a white person to work when they had black people working for free? And then even after slavery, you had white people that were in sharecroppers like black people were sharecroppers. And I think 
what a lot of those people didn't want. They didn't really want poor blacks and poor whites working together. And I think almost to this day, there are some people that don't want us to come together as human beings and say, this is good for us. Mm -hmm. You know, as a people, regardless of our color, this is good for us as a country. Yeah. There are people that still don't want that. And I and the reason I say that is, think of John Wilkes Booth, who got so angry because Lincoln helped, you know, win the war, brought the slaves in, and then freed the slaves, or was planning on freeing them. He literally went in and blew the man's head off. Now, there were people back then that agreed with that. I just wonder how many people today would say John Wilkes Booth was right. And that concerns me. If we had people today that would say, I think what he did to Lincoln was, was proper. Those are the kind of questions we have to talk about. Yeah. And then we get a we get a sense of why people feel the way they do toward racism, critical race theory, all these things that they some people just don't want to talk about. I don't know if you get my point on that, but Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I no 100% agree with that is is you know from a I think from a very basic uh as a, as a counselor, right? As a as a as a therapist at the at the ba very basic level, anything that in, uh causes or elicits change that it wasn't my choice of change, there's a fear response. And that fear response is, is one of the two, right? I can be afraid and run away from it, or I can be afraid and become angry and want to fight about it. Right. And and so I, I think of what I don't know then causes that fear response. And, and then with some people, then it comes out as anger instead right. of, instead of asking questions, instead of being open and curious about, what I could learn th that it's, I feel threatened. Yeah. And and I think today, because I try to bring everything to where we're at now, the, one of the main things I always want to do with Juneteenth, I have so many white friends that would come to me and say, I know you've been doing this for years, but I had no idea that I was welcome, mm. <laughs> that you were welcome, please. I mean, I know the 200,000 black men helped win the but there were a lot of white men that lost their lives fighting for the North, mm -hmm. that their bloodlines stopped because they were trying to make a difference. And what I try to tell people, Juneteenth, to me, is an American holiday when, it's, when it actually got to a point where it lived up to what it claimed it was all about in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, with the Constitution. It just gave us the rights that they never had allowed us to have. Mm -hmm. over time yeah. yeah i think it's 13 14 15th amendment solidified everything yeah so i remember one of the times that i was at juneteenth celebration a few years ago i remember it was on a wednesday and uh -huh. uh, and i and at the time i had one of my interns um graduate student interns with me and um and she actually was a first generation um russian her her, mm. her her mom and grandmother came over from russia and as we were going going to uh going to the venue and then afterwards we had conversations and she tied an aspect of it into for her that that's that's what has allowed her what what was happening from a from an immigrant standpoint 
um, of, of her being able to have uh, an opportunity to get a master's degree, to be able to be a therapist, um, was, was a similar type of element that was being celebrated Juneteenth. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you why. Because Russia ended their slavery in 1860 when we started our war in America. Russians had slaves too. They weren't Africans. They were other Russian people, mm -hmm. but they were slaves. And they ended their slavery before five years before we ended it here in America. A lot of people don't know that. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> So she really has a reason to be yeah, cheerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Tommy, when you think of like the last, well, what, well, maybe let me first let me first step back and go. So, if someone was going to come to June, the Juneteenth uh, celebration, what would they, what would they expect? What, what, what are, what's, what's, what's some of the activities, some of the vendors, some of the things that are going on? Well, you know, people that. Have, have known me through the years. I started doing this, like I said, will be 33 years ago next week. Uh, I always took the entertainment side of things, you know, local talent, people that wanted to display their talent. Uh, if I had rappers, they could not cuss on that stage in front of, especially back then with my mother and my father and other people's mothers and fathers. I still to this day don't allow that. Uh, I just like to have a lot of music public speakers, people like Dorothy Page Turner that can put things down that may be something Frederick Douglass has said back then that might make a difference. So she has what she calls the Juneteenth Players, and they'll, they'll perform that evening before my last two bands finish up. Uh, we have stuff like that. Um, I have a young man that did 15 years in prison, him and three comrades. They both, they all did 15 years in prison for rape and murder in Chicago that they didn't do. They were kids when they got charged. He's going to be there to talk a little bit on a section that I call the Chautauqua. I got that from uh, Chuck, oh, the, the newspaper guy that died. Oh, um, Chuck Sweeney. Chuck Sweeney. Yeah, Chuck Sweeney. Yeah, yeah. Chuck Sweeney brought about the word Chautauqua. What, Years ago, Rockford used to be one of the biggest places around the country where people would come and they would actually do like Juneteenth, see entertainment, public speakers, talk about issues of the day. I want Juneteenth to be like that in a positive way, but we can have music, we can have song, we can have dance, and we can have conversations mm -hmm. to bring us closer together as human beings. That's been my intention for 33 years and to be my intention to lead this earth to bring people together to understand that we have a, a strange past, but almost every country has had slaves. Every country has had slaves. That's, that's not the issue. It's that America was founded on something that it didn't live up to. And then over time, we did live up to it. And I'd say today, we really have lived up to it. But we're still finding a way to bicker and argue with each other People like that, they're always going to be here. But I think the majority of us want to work together, live together, raise our families together, and enjoy life before we leave this earth. That's yeah. what I really believe. The majority of Americans want that. Yeah. No, I I, I agree with you. And it's the it's the it's the loudest uh, that are 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 probably get the most attention. 
right? Mm-hmm. And um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're the majority, and right. um, and that and that I, I I think that probably stands on a lot of different on a lot of different things, you know. But but, but definitely uh, the the whole idea that if someone is from a different race or looks differently than me, then 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 you know then they're not the same as me. And I think that um, through my experience, you know, first through athletics and then later through uh, counseling and therapy, I know that that has not even remotely been the truth in my, in my life. <laughs> so mine either. I, I tell you sports, you know, you play sports, I've played sports. Um, I met so many people in high school and playing college football, even playing semi-pro football in Wisconsin. Um, we were like the number one team in the country for semi-professional in Delavan, Wisconsin, for the two years I played for them. I still have communication with white guys that I played football with, and that was in 1978 and 79. We still communicate with each other. Sports brings people together, but really communicating with other people is what helps bring us together for real. We got to start communicating. And understanding that somebody might not agree with us, that don't mean they hate us. They just disagree with us. Now we work it off from there if we can. Yeah. You know. I, uh, a friend of mine, uh, maybe he played at the same time you did. I know he played for Delavan. Uh, William Howe? William Howe? Howe, yeah. He was from Belvedere. Played defensive back. You know the year? I don't know the year, but it, it would be right around that right around that time period, though, because he is, I want to say, 70, 71 right now. Oh, yeah. I, William Howe. That, or Bill Howe. Bill Howe. It does sound a little familiar. I'm going to have to call I'll my to, friend Tom, Tom Scalisi. Okay. Tom Scalisi would know because we okay. played together. He's in Beloit, the Jamesville area. I call okay. Tom. William Howell, I can write that down. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, I, and next time I see him, I'll, I'll I'll mention that that we had this conversation and mm-hmm. and um uh, and that we were on the show. So, uh, so when when you think about the things that you have seen change in in the in as far as putting together the Juneteenth in the last thirty, coming up on thirty three years, what has been some of the um. Maybe at the time you didn't know that they were going to be breakthroughs, but they ended up being breakthroughs. And then, and then the 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 event, the 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 festival had changed and pivoted. What what things kind of stand out in your mind in the last three decades? The sponsorships. Mm. I hate to say it like that. I I started with one or two sponsors years ago, and I was happy just to have them. But my sponsorship level has just grown. And what I do with the money, you know, I, some of it goes into my not-for-profit, my 501c3, that things that I do year-round. But a lot of it goes into Juneteenth itself. And we have some great sponsors. Uh, I really couldn't hardly name them all off today because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's so many. But if, if I could, I just want people to understand it's people like Hard Rock Casino, Comcast, City of Rockford, Rockford Park District, uh, Midland States Bank, the county, Winnebago County. Uh, a good friend of mine, Randy and Nancy Loomis, they live up in uh, Roscoe. Uh, and I, I did mention Winnebago County. Those are the big gold 
sponsors. Those are the guys who contribute the most. I have a ton of other ones below that. But the reason I bring that up is businesses, companies, people at higher levels are starting to recognize the importance of recognizing Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. That's a good step for our country because we can start communicating. I, I went to Target the other day to put up a poster and the guy was upset because their name wasn't on there. <laughs> I just <laughs> never thought to go to a big company like Target. And he really kind of let me have it. You should have been here. <laughs> so now I'll be there next year. Yep. And, and, and to me, Kevin, that's going to help bring more people together to understand that this is a great country. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of faults. We, lot of, we have a lot of history. But all in all, nobody can say this is not a great country. Mm -hmm. At least I don't think they can. They can say it if they want to. Sure. And my people have really suffered, but we're not the only people that suffered in this country. Or white people have suffered. Indians have suffered. Mm -hmm. Uh at the hands of sometimes I'd say the, the super, 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 super wealthy. Mm -hmm. They kind of like pit us against each other and then they maintain their control. But I think that's going to change because people are opening up their hearts and their minds to humanity. Humanity is what's important to us, how we treat each other. And I think moving forward, Juneteenth could be something that opens people's hearts and minds to make America a better place. When we're better, the world will be better. Yeah, yeah, I think, I, I think that, and, and I don't, I'm probably stealing this from somebody, but the idea that I don't, I don't have to elevate myself by making someone be smaller, right? And and so right. this this idea that I can, I can, like I have to do a talk later later this morning. Um, uh, talking about this idea that we're created with this light within us, regardless of mm. our background, regardless of who our parents were or, or any of those factors, that we all equally have that light within us. And for all of us, it represents different things. It's it's only me. It's only my thoughts based upon what maybe other people do or don't do that makes me eclipse that light. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that doesn't make the light go away. It's just like it eclipses it because of my response or reaction to something that someone else does or doesn't do. And and so um so to be able to to you know invite people into this idea that your light can can shine as bright as possible doesn't mean you have to have other people have a smaller light. Right. You know. I have a good Muslim friend who will be speaking at Juneteenth. You know, I have run a mentoring group for Winnebago County. All mm -hmm. my clients are on probation. So he came into my group one day. It's about eight guys. Some of these guys were pretty hardcore. And he said, I'm going to tell you guys this. You probably know it, but you didn't look at it the way I'm going to say it to you. He says, just imagine when your mother and father laid down to have sex and your father did what he did. It was a million sperms going towards your mother's egg, a million, and you won. Heaven, you won. I won. Everybody that's breathing won that battle against a million other sperms to impregnate our mother. If that don't make a human being special, there's nothing going to make anybody special. Yeah. And once he told me that, I always knew about you know how I got here. <laughs> but it just opened up another dimension of thought that, 
we are all important people. We need to put it in perspective, but to win that one battle against a million others, that makes you really special just by being here. Yeah. And, and I, I I cling to that. It, yeah. it, it just opened up my mind to realize we're all special, but we got to learn to work and live with each other. Yeah. We don't always have to agree, yeah. but we can, we can sure live with each other. Yeah. Well, and I think you make a great point about that is that I think sometimes the idea of, you know, not agreeing with each other is actually the opportunity for growth. Because if we mm-hmm. always agreed with each yeah. other, there's some things that would never change. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, but, but how can I have a different perspective, but not necessarily see your perspective as disrespectful or angry or violent or whatever. And so mm-hmm. it's, 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 you know, a good a good friend of mine, one of my therapists, uh, she she and I have had lots of conversations about this, about that lens or that that lens in which you see see through is is your own personal experience, and mm-hmm. and that that isn't necessarily a bad thing unless you are convinced that no one else, everyone has to have the same perspective as you. You know, so yeah. well, yeah. I mean that's. That's a valid point, and uh, excuse me, that's okay. Emily needed her phone charger. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Everybody, um, I, I call it respect. Yeah, we have to have respect for another person's uh, viewpoint. I I did a, a documentary with uh, Harlem. Um, Veterans Project. Okay. A young lady did a documentary on me. Okay. And uh, I talked about a guy who I knew, one of my first sponsors in uh, a little town outside of Freeport, Shannon, Illinois. And one of his co-workers who worked for the guy used to come to tell me, why are you always speaking to Larry? Larry hates black people. Why do you always talk football with him and talk to him? I said, well, I treat Larry the way Larry treats me. He might hate black people, but I didn't know that until you said it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Larry's always treated me good. He sponsored Juneteenth. We always talk football. And how do you go around hating somebody just because somebody else tells you? You got to hate them. Yep. So that did a lot for me to understand that Larry might not like black people, but me and him got along. Yeah. So I felt that I would treat him the way he treats me. And when we get to that point of how we treat other people, we all can learn a lot on, you know, how to make things better. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah. so Tom, if you could let, let the listeners know, um, uh, June, June, Juneteenth, next Monday uh, uh-huh. in, in Rockford, uh, if someone wanted to go, someone wanted to check it out, where, what time and where's the location? Well, we're, we're having, when it's close to the weekend, I collaborate with other people. Um, we're having a church service that Sunday morning uh, at 11. Um, at 1 o'clock, we're having a Black graduation on Sunday. We still want to try to encourage young African-American, me, young African-American students to take advantage of the education when our ancestors couldn't. So that's why we do the Black graduation, because we got a lot of young kids that don't respect the education. And then Levin's Live is what Harlan Jefferson does at Levin's Lake every weekend. 
every other weekend. He's bringing that that Sunday the 18th from 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock. So from 11 o'clock to 7 o'clock Sunday, we'll have events. And then all day Monday from 1 o'clock till about 8.45 Monday night will be my continuous. I got speakers. I have bands. I have a talent competition. And I'll put it out there now. If you got some high school age students that can sing or dance, they want to win some money, they better come out and uh, <laughs> give me a call. I'll put my number out there. If they, if somebody knows somebody with some real talent between now and next Saturday, call me at 815-218-2861, and we'll get them out there and let them display their talents. Sounds good. Well, Tommy, as always, I, I appreciate, you know, having a conversation with you. I always learn something new whenever we uh, whenever we talk. And so I just I just appreciate you as a person, uh, you as a father and, and what you do uh, for our community. So thank well, you. Let me say this about you. I really feel if I had my wits about me back in the day, if I had kept my son seeing you. I think he might still be living with us. Uh, when we lost you as a counselor for Carlos, he really went the other way. And I just, I don't know how that happened, whether it was insurance or what, but that's how much respect I have for you that I think my son would still be alive if he had a chance to work with you years ago. Because you really set him on the right road. He really liked you. And some kind of way we lost track, you know. Well, Tommy, that's it's probably one of the biggest compliments that anyone could give me. So I, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. And and uh, that was that was that was hard news when I heard I heard about Carlos. That that was a that was not that was a hard day. It's yeah. it's he he along with a handful of others is is why I started Shatter Our Silence, and uh, so mm -hmm. I I appreciate. Um, so uh, for anybody that is interested in learning more um, more about Juneteenth and more about Tommy, I will have uh, his information as well as obviously his phone number uh, in the in the show notes, and so. Uh, Definitely take advantage of going out uh, to this coming weekend uh, to Levens as well as on the 19th as well. So thank you very much. As always, uh, be kind, and I look forward to being with you next week. Go ahead. One, one more point. We have yep. a free trip to Las Vegas for two, um, four days, three nights, air and hotel included. Okay. And all you got to do is come there. We'll give you a ticket. You don't have to pay for it. We'll give you a ticket. Oh, nice. You can win cash all day and the chance to win a trip to Las Vegas. Beautiful. Thank, Thank you, Tommy. You. All right. All right As always, uh, be good, be kind, and I look forward to seeing you next week.